Hello. Welcome to Why Not Both. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I'm a musician and therapist in Los Angeles. Why Not Both is all about how our multiple passions inform our identity. And this season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine and produced by Laura Studeris. If you like what you hear, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and come spend time with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, and that is both on Instagram and on Twitter. To celebrate the release of their new album, we invited Fantagram to join us on this episode of Why Not Both. We got to chat all about what inspires them and their creative process. I hope that you enjoy our interview. Thank you so much for joining me on Why Not Both. We're here today with Fantagram. Hey, thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. Uh, so the first question that I usually ask is, what do you do? But I follow that up with, is there a better question to ask than what do you do? Because like everyone asks, what do you do? Well, like a lot of people, when they ask what do you do, they're implying what one does for a living often, I guess. Um, but uh, we're lucky enough to do what we love for a living. So I can say I do music. Um, and if I, yeah. if I didn't do it for a living, I would still probably tell you I do music. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think that a lot of it does tie into like commerce in that way of like, what do you do to make money? But I like that you answered that like, even though you do get to make music for money, like that would still be what you would answer. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. What Just do you like, do, Sarah? I say I would say the same. Like yeah. I do music. <laughs> awesome. When we started, we would both wait tables until uh, like midnight or one in the morning or something like that and then just go straight from work over to my parents house where they have a barn and that was like a half hour away from where we worked and oh. we would just go straight there and just work on on music until like 5 a.m that's awesome i love that you had a music barn yeah we tend <laughs> to uh barns are kind of our, our uh, studio of choice when it comes down to it <laughs> I'm curious, as as a native Angelino, I don't encounter that many barns. And so what makes them awesome studios? Well, I think mostly by uh, circumstance for us to begin with is like we're we're originally from upstate New York and the mm -hmm. town that we're from is population is like less than 2000. It's more like a farm, sleepy farm town. Uh, mm -hmm. There's more cows than people. Uh, <laughs> In high school, it was like you were a cool kid if you drove a tractor and stuff like that. Um, so basically, uh, finding a barn to make music in was easier than finding like a <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> they were just they you were know? just handing out barns. Basically, yeah, yeah they were. You know? They they weren't. They, yeah, there there are a lot of barns. There's uh, a lot of farms. Mm -hmm. Hence, a lot of barns. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I don't know. The I guess the trend was uh, if you have a barn, you can do anything in in it. So we made we made a studio uh, into one of the barns, and then our friend uh, who lived on a property nearby, beautiful beautiful part of the country, really. It's like picturesque but they mm. they had a barn that they kind of converted into just like a music space studio thing where people would would kind of keep their instruments there and they would use the space and then the third barn we found was an actual converted studio uh barn into a studio mm -hmm. uh, called Edie Road Studios um on uh, another picturesque a little back road in the middle of nowhere um and that was where it was like more it was obviously like a studio more stu it was a legit studio but it was mm -hmm. actually where Kanye West recorded Jesus Walks 
Oh, oh yeah. And there was a picture of him. There was a picture with him in in the studio with the Harlem Boys Choir. Wow. Where they, they they would come up they would come up state on the in the summers um and and perform at like SPAC or like maybe the college there but mm-hmm. uh he was there um for maybe yeah, like a, weekend, a weekend or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that barn yeah, must have he, had like some amazing energy. Oh, it was great. It was cool. We did oh, a lot yeah. of writing in that barn. Um, yeah. I forgot, like, even Mark Linkus, uh, Sparkle Horse recorded some music there. Oh. Oh, and yeah. uh, the guy who owns the studio is, like, good friends with Dave Fridman, who, you know, he produced, like, Sparkle Horse and the Flaming Lips and mm-hmm. MGMT's mm-hmm. first album, all that, you know. Uh, so yeah, it was more, it was a lot more legit, but we used it for uh, like writing purposes. Um, but now our studio, our main studio, which is Sarah's, uh, at her spot, is a legit studio, but it still kind of has that barn uh, energy for like any place yeah. in LA, you know? Right. It's, it's in in like a seclu- It feels secluded. Mm. Um, it's up in. Lower- I'm up in Laurel Canyon, so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like L- L.A. Um, right. It has a that vibe. Um, I, I feel like Laurel and Topanga are the two canyons where you feel like you're actually in a completely different place. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I love it. And I, I love that you maintain kind of the original feeling of that because I can imagine, like, after you're at work, after you've been on your feet, going to a place where it sounds like it was actually very comforting to be and kind of almost recreating that now. Cause I was like, yeah, I would want to hold on to that vibe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It's, kinda, it's, it's kind of like our, 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 uh, I don't know, secret, secret, secret part of the recipe of Fantagram is having that comfort mm-hmm. of being able to, go into a space in your think tank, I guess, and, and work whenever you want to at any hour of the night. And, and there's no distraction and there's no bustling, you know, street that, mm-hmm. uh, every time you look out the window, it feels, it feels like you're trapped up in, in the hill or in the woods or something. And, and mm-hmm. you, the only thing you want to do and you can do is write. Right. Well, it sounds like by kind of like kind of blocking out the distractions and having somewhere where it's comfortable to do that, because I could imagine if you blocked out the distractions, but your inspiration had been like, you know, like a nuclear fallout shelter, it might be totally different. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you might sound different if you're like inspired by AstroTurf. Um, That's cool, though. What was the transition like going from doing that to then doing music full time? Because I think that sometimes people have misconceptions about even what it means to be like a full time musician. Mm. I guess. <clears throat> I guess the the transition of, of going from from working a day job to getting to do it for a living. Uh, I think at that point when when we realized that we were doing it for a living, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like you woke, we didn't wake up one day and just be like somebody told us like hey you are now doing this for a living and you do not have <laughs> it was just like we would we'd wait tables and then be like hey uh, can I get the next two weeks off so I got to go on a little tour and then we we do that and then come back and wait tables and then eventually we're like oh i don't have to go back to work and it kind of like i think we eased into it you know because we weren't this like discovered band that that like all of a sudden like blew up by the internet or anything like that we just kind of grew very organically Mm. so it, it felt to me very natural and i think maybe at one point on tour we even do this now when, right, you know, we have a couple buses and a whole crew and a semi truck and all that. But like, we look at each other and be like, "Hey, isn't this awesome? We get to do this for a living, you know?" Like, like just we do stop it like for every a minute. Day. And, 
Yeah. No, I like no, we literally do. like every not even on tour, Josh. We like we, <laughs> I, we said it the other day. Remember? Yeah, you were like, remember when we started a band together? I was like, yeah. We were like, That's yeah, cool. but it just it would be it's like the most simple, simple things. What were we? Oh, I guess because our album, our album was out. Oh, we were playing Kimmel, and we were like, oh, yeah. in the green room with Tim Robbins, and like you know, <laughs> hanging out next to you know, like just such bizarre, like just a bizarre thing. Uh, our lives are, but it. It's a, we're always aware of it. We're so always aware of it. We're always like feel so lucky. We but we you know we worked our asses off to get here. But um, right. it's really nice to share it with somebody that you love. Um, I I would I would kind of hate it to to have to go through it alone, like a solo yeah. artist. I would, mm-hmm. I would never. I, I wonder what that would be like. Um, like not being able to relate to another person. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I would be fine, but. Well, because it is, I mean, like you said, it was kind of a slow and steady transformation and it's not like you just woke up one day and were like, well, now this is what's happening. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, that can happen though, where some people, you know, end up growing together, but for some people, and I have spoken to solo artists where it's like, it has been, um in some ways destructive of some of their relationships because they do change so much but in other ways Mm. it's fostered growth with other relationships so it's kind of this weird like double-edged sword because it is kind of all of a sudden your narrative is totally different and even though it's slowly transformed after a few years you're like whoa my life looks completely different than it did yeah yeah Yeah. definitely um it is it's funny how you know often it can affect people's relationships and stuff like that. But I guess the way I see it or the way it's sort of worked out in our lives, and I'll just speak for the two of us. Stop me if I'm saying something that you disagree with, Sarah, but like, uh, um, you know, as I've lived my life, relationships kind of come and go and like, and I still remain good friends with, with people that I grew up with and my family and all that. And mm-hmm. so I think well, for, we're lucky enough that life is just kind of taking its natural course instead of like something weird happening and and us becoming like egomaniacs or or like too good to talk to old friends etc um i don't know i think we we try to stay pretty connected with people that sounds pretty solid yeah if that makes sense that makes sense to you sarah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I think especially, I was talking to another artist in regards to touring that uh, some people don't realize how rigorous it is and how it can be very disorienting. Oh, mm. it's really, really hard. It's it's kind of crazy how used to it we are um, and how we miss it when we're not on tour. But it, it, if you don't... It, if you don't know if you think it's glamorous or if you don't know what to what it really is like it's it it's kind of a big sh- i think it, i i would think it would it's a big shock mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh it's something different you have to you really have to love what you're doing you really have to love music uh to do it <laughs> to do it the right to do it the right way i mean i'm sure people like blow up overnight and they don't you know they get they get to go on a bus from day one but uh, right. <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't do it that way I was gonna yeah. say like I think of all the acts that I've talked to and then acts that I've read about and it's so rare that people just like skip straight ahead to the bus place and I think that that's what people see is they're like oh yeah you have all this like support like why would it be hard but even with the support it can be very difficult as well oh totally when you try to like tell somebody certain people like like oh yeah i'm exhausted like i'm i'm, I'm feeling pretty burnt out and they're like oh boohoo mr rockstar you know oh you get to live your dream oh you must be so tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You're like, I can't breathe. I can't. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I don't know where I am. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. Like, exactly. You're like, I feel like I've been on perpetual spin cycle. Yeah. 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 It, it's true. But you I know, love it. Can... We love. We we really love it. You know, like we when we get home from tours we don't really know what to do with ourselves. And we're, since we're all such good friends, our, like even our, our backing players, you know, we'll like text on the group thread, be like, Hey, I miss you guys. What are you doing? Aww. Like, like a few days later, just cause we don't know like what to do with ourselves for, for, a, you know, a little while. Without so we, each other. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds yeah. you of like, you wake up, you're like, wait, <laughs> yeah, it's like what? a big, we get, we have like, it's like a big sleepover every night on the bus kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. It's fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was curious about like when you said like oh boohoo you get to live your dream like how people have this narrative that we only do have like one dream and that's like the one thing that we're supposed to do and that like we're not even allowed to complain about it if we do it. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aren't dreams supposed to be difficult? Well, no, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe someone li- li- living their dream, they they live on a beach somewhere and <laughs> just sleep sleep on the beach, and that's their dream. But maybe that can be hard too. Sometimes I don't know. You might need sunblock. Maybe people probably people. You got to really work to keep the dream alive, though. That mm. sounds really cheesy coming out of my oh. mouth, but. <laughs> but, but you you do, and I think that's what makes living the dream kind of difficult. Is you have to um, you gotta like yeah. keep it keep the dream alive. Yeah, you gotta put it in right. Action. You gotta keep right, 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 right. You can't just it's not right. That's pretty good, Joe. You, know, you like that. You you'll read about that with anybody in a sense, like we, you know, um, but that's part of like being an artist and creating and stuff like that, that's also a passion and what we love to do. I mean, I'm sure Kanye West has like, can do whatever the heck he wants to do uh, with the amount of money he has and the fame that he has, but he wants to continue to make music as far as I know. And that's kind of like him keeping his dream alive, you know, like, um, so therefore I think you're, one like an artist should be allowed to air their grievances once in a while just not too much right <laughs> <laughs> you can have a little complaining as a treat yeah <laughs> it's like ice cream exactly exactly and i was curious like what inspires the two of you to keep that alive like outside of music like, where do you find kind of like where do your other passions lie well, Josh and I um, were, yeah, Josh and I were, we've always had this issue whenever anyone would ask us in interviews, like, what else do you like to do other than music? And we really, we truly would always respond, like, what do you mean? Like, there's something else there's to something do other than Fantagram or, or working, you know, trying to just, I don't know, make your dreams come true, kind of, musically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we always had a hard time answering that question. So this was uh, once again kind of hard to just take music completely out of out of our in the peripheral. Like mm-hmm. I I like to laugh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was that was that was That's one awesome. thing, Josh. Josh, I was I was thinking I was like, well, I guess I like to laugh. But yeah. that sounds so stupid. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think a common bond, though, that, that you and I uh, share, Sarah, is, is that, I mean, that's what drove us together to begin with, I think, as friends, is our sense of humor and similar sense mm-hmm. of humor. Um, and if we didn't have that, I, I don't think we'd last, well, I don't think we get on nearly as well as we do, you know? Yeah, I wonder what, yeah. I can't That's imagine strange. working with someone that intensely on anything that you couldn't crack a joke 
Like I would just be sitting there after a while being like, ugh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be so boring. Yeah. I was like, I think laughter is a valid hobby. Sometimes we get sidetracked because we goof off so much we don't get enough done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. That's really funny. Um, I mean, I like, uh, I, I, I think I like to document, I like photography. I like documenting our, our tours and our, I guess, just lives in general. So that's the one thing that I could come up with. That, that and uh, my, my dog. That's, um, that's <laughs> counts. I can't I was tell. Like, you can't see my face because we're remote, but I'm like, when you said dog, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I have a dog. Well, I have a couple, but I have one. Uh, his name's Leroy the Good Boy, which, by the way, Josh, he's he's sitting next to the phone like he knows you're on the other line. He's oh, really? Listening to, he's listening to you, and he's, like, getting all jacked up. He <laughs> loves Josh. <laughs> Love Josh. Um, but yeah, Leroy is my Leroy is my my freaking dog dog. <laughs> uh-huh. he, he's like, and I and I he has like an Instagram, and he I dress him up and like I collect little things like tiny things. I've I've always loved tiny things, so it gives me an excuse to buy small things like a tiny Rubik's cube and like <laughs> a little backpack that has miniature colored pencils and a draw a drawing sketch pad that Leroy size. I don't like just stupid things. Oh my God. That's amazing. Uh, which I, col- which I realized I've been collecting and I actually used to collect little things when I was a kid. It was one of the things that I, I loved to do. I don't know if you knew that about me, Josh, but I loved collecting tiny things. Oh, I I knew that. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so it's, I guess I don't know. Little tiny things are what things something I like to do. Also, totally. besides music, <laughs> I love that. One of my friends also loves. She loves things that are tiny that are supposed to be big, and things that are big that are supposed to be tiny. <laughs> That's yeah. <funny. laughs> <laughs> yeah like alice that. alice in wonderland i yep. had a yeah i had a friend growing up whose parents had a house that had, they collected a lot of things and every room had a different theme so one room it was all full of checkerboards <laughs> like and but it was the living room and the kitchen they just had a million spatulas it was crazy it was what uh, like <laughs> yeah just it like every room was just like Alice in Wonderland. That's, I was oh. just like, was this directed by David Lynch? Like what happened? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it may as well have been, because he, uh, you know, we used to indulge in a little marijuana back then. And uh, <laughs> walking in there could be a little bizarre at times at night. Um, <laughs> very lynchian for sure i was gonna say i was like i completely sober would be weirded out walking into a room entirely filled with spatulas oh yeah 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 i didn't know if i was gonna like what happens if you get in trouble like is somebody gonna like they have so many different things to choose from to thank you (laughs) with you know i was thinking what if you were cooking hanukkah dinner for like 70 guests you could flip every single latke at the same time oh wow Ooh. Yeah, Put my brain on. went to that place. <laughs> went straight to the potato lockers, huh? I was like, what <laughs> of the Jewish snack foods? <laughs> oh, it's funny that you're saying that it's hard to think of things outside of music that you're interested in. And I was talking to another musician that he was so excited that he started running. And so he finally has a mm. He was so stoked that he had a hobby because he never had a hobby because he's a musician. And so everything he did. Yeah. And so he like he told me excitedly, he's just like, Is this is this a hobby? And I was like, Yeah. 
Well, yeah, running counts. You're running up hills. That totally yeah. counts as a hobby. <laughs> one ho- yeah, yeah, totally. One, one hobby. Oh, you know what, Josh? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a part of Fanagram, but uh, I've been get, really getting into printing out photos, just like random pictures of uh, whatever, and cutting them up and, and making like art with them on, in a scrapbook. Ooh. So that's kind of something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we got really into making collages uh, when we were working on this newest album. Um, in the yeah. studio, we just cut stuff out and make collages. Kind of like, yeah, um, another way to be visual, right, uh, right? Visual artists in a way. How did that end up then, like influencing the songs when you were in the process of making those collages? I think it may um, have been like, sort of like a subconscious mood board in a way. Yeah. Um, and it it sort of. I like I think the ideas as we were working on them, the sonic ideas or the musical ideas would influence what we would cut out and make in the collages. And then I think when we looked at what we were making, that would start influencing the music more mm. and kind of feed back and forth off each other. Like in a way yeah. I think it helped helped us write some songs you know yeah like it, it was it was it was a different way of being visual with our music because we are mm. we're very visual when we write and mm-hmm. we pictures like we make up these old scenarios or daydreams or, or dreams in our heads and kind of write around that and this way we were able to just like print out any idea and, right and cut it up or not cut it up and just put it down and uh, it grew, kind of grew from there. Also it was really gr- helpful for like our music video ideas mm-hmm. um, and just, yeah, just visual ideas for other stuff. Yeah. Like for the, for the album art, that was kind of how the album art came about. Oh, um, that makes sense. We're printing out, yeah, we're printing out pictures and like cutting things up and, and then, Josh found this really cool image of an from an artist that was all it was like a puzzle it looked like a puzzle and that's kind of how we wanted our album cover to be mm. but is- also like but but also like um uh like optical illusiony which is it looks it it kind of freaks your eyes out right right right, right. Normal, it kind of but with normal it's yeah, like it's it was like a, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me when I looked at it, it kind of reminded me of looking through like a zoetrope where it like looks like it's animated, but it's not. It's just like the multiple frames because you're looking through like a tiny little like um, kind of like mm. slit in the metal as it's rotating. And so I was like, oh, mm. that's really cool. And that's yeah. really interesting to know that those visuals then inform the music because that sounds like almost like a cyclical kind of relationship where when you have these visuals, they're going to suggest different stories and different um, kind of like imagistic language that then is going to inform how it sounds, which then is in turn going to inform then, oh, what do I want to cut out next? What do I want to print next? I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What did you do with all the collages? We have a big book here. Um with stones and stuff and it's like leather and it has this weird wizard book that we found uh, oh my God. <laughs> pur- purposefully like it, we wanted a big ass book mm-hmm. that you could you could lock it and open it and the all the pages are are like thick and and magical I don't know it, it's like a yeah it's like our wizard book so we also docu- documented, yeah, we documented the whole recording process with Polaroids mm-hmm. um, of, you know, the friends and artists and collaborators that we had over and photographs of us in the desert when we were at Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put those in there as well with 
the other images. Um, so it's like just this big, big book of of kind of how the art, the album was was uh, thought as, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I I want to look at it. I'm I'm at my house right now. Um, I actually just added stuff to it the other night. Strangely. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, just cool. like the like the lyrics. Because uh, I we have all the lyrics printed out like a zillion times, and when they've changed, mm -hmm. so I put the lyrics. I've been kind of like putting the lyrics and making pages uh, with leftover images and photos that we had with the lyrics and like just notes and just random like pages ripped out of like your scribble or just mm -hmm. weird stuff um it's only like a quarter of the way full though it's not even close to finish but we can use it again for the next album and that's so cool it's like having a spell book yeah yeah. It is like a wizard book. It's it's like it's huge. It's like the never ending story or something <laughs> looking kind of like Yeah, it is. I, it's, it's <laughs> I wish it had that emblem on it, but it has like these cool stones on it. Mm -hmm. Uh crystals, I think you're supposed to say. Crystals. Right? <laughs> sure. there, there, uh, there's like yeah, there's like seven crystals and they all have have a specific meaning. I Pardon my ignorance. I don't know much about that type of stuff, but um, our uh, co-producer um, Boots mm -hmm. kind of turned us on to his world uh, uh, while writing, and he uh, is a fan of all that kind of stuff, uh, crystals uh -huh. and things. So we went to this store and we got crystals, and I guess they charge up in the sun or something i forget i wish I, I i not that i say i don't believe in that stuff at all i totally do um but uh it was really cool to just i don't know just think differently mm -hmm. um in that way well, it sounds like it worked yeah it worked in it yeah definitely did i think that's the funny thing about magic is that you're like i don't know how this works i don't know what these crystals mean but i have this amazing record now <laughs> like, yeah it was like something clearly worked out mm -hmm. yeah um well which is funny uh, because i think a lot of what kind of you know we were doing was like oh. caught up you know uh even lyrically like kind of like yeah william s, s. burroughs type sort of uh putting words together in a certain way and imagery together in a certain way which yeah, all kind of goes back to the idea of magic in general because that's what a lot of you know cut up is said to be apparently mm -hmm. is like kind of casting a spell in a way hmm. yeah. yeah i was gonna say it's all gonna... tying together now <laughs> yeah well totally i mean that that is the that in general the chop the cut up stuff uh highly influenced um with gaunt kids mm -hmm. um also mr impossible thinking about the um that sample and we we made it sun moon and stars i'm the sun moon and the stars like uh, uh which is part of whatever that is a chorus or whatever the hell that is um but and you can and it feels yeah it's kind of yeah i can see crystals when i listen to those songs <laughs> and imagining all of the samples that you use that makes like i can totally see how you would then kind of be yeah matt chopped up samples up yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very chopped yeah choppy yeah, and it's choppy, but it works. Like you're kind of making collages with it anyway. So I was like, oh, that makes like I can totally see how you'd be making collages visually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. puzzle esque, like a puzzle too. You know, like mm -hmm. the way that Josh, the way that I watch Josh uh, produce, like make a beat, 
Mm -hmm. specifically beat, making a beat with a sample and uh, uh, maybe a, a, like any, anything, but like the, the rhythm of it is very um, unique in a way that like it's very visual and it's chopped mm. up and it's, it has per very particular placement involved when he does it because it's not to the like the the what's it called the the like it's not to a click snap to gr it's not like a, gr a grid like, yeah like a beat like a it doesn't snap to a grid where you can you can see it's all even it's not that at all and that can loop too which is really cool but it's loose on purpose and it's real it's it's right. realistic and, and that's why his beats are so unique and and fresh because it's it, it, that doesn't happen very you don't that you don't hear that very often you because you can't feel that when you listen to I don't know like a uh, DJ name insert DJ name here um, for you know what I mean like right well it's, it's all real it's just so it's so unique but also it is like it's it is cut up chopped like that's the that is the way that you would ex describe it anyhow uh when you do josh chop it up well i'm just uh rip rop ripperty doing just chopping <laughs> it up <laughs> sure are <laughs> well it reminds me even of like if you are choosing images for a collage like you aren't going to choose something that's necessarily it would be really boring if you just put each thing into like a little square and we're like oh here's a row of pictures like that's not yeah right so i was like that makes sense if that's what you're doing with your music like that would inform that visual and then it would loop back again and it's also interesting for whatever reason when you were talking about that it kind of made me think of like heartbeats because though they are regular they're not to a grid either so it's going to feel different if you're feeling something that isn't to a, grid uh, yeah. not to a click right yeah yeah so I was thinking about even like where you recorded those. I was just like, you choose to record in a barn. Right. Yeah. Where it's definitely not. I mean, I guess the slang is to call it your laboratory, but it's far from uh, a clinical experience uh, <laughs> when the way we create. Right. And I was curious, like, I'm wondering about like the narrative that people have that in order to create music like this, like you do need to be in a laboratory. Like when you said that, that's what it sparked in my head of like that people think that there's like a formula or there's a certain thing that you do. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're a musician. Well, I'm sitting in my, my studio right now. I, I have a home studio that I built in, in my garage and there are definitely, you know, I like to be set up a certain way. I'm very particular about things. Mm -hmm. um i might have a little bit of ocd but hmm. you know yeah i guess every every you could call like the setup i have kind of like a, a lab a weird lab but <laughs> uh, well it's bright it's bright it's you have like awful fluorescent lights <laughs> they help me they help me focus i'm sorry yeah well no I'm and sorry. that's why people i think that's why people have fluorescent lights i mean schools classrooms you know it's bright. i mean I, I like i like vibey light you know but like sometimes if it's too dark i just can't focus you know mm. yeah i'm always when i'm at the studio in laurel canyon you know, i'm always telling sarah to turn the lights up more. <laughs> but, <laughs> she doesn't like that is this like the classic dilemma? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, like turn the thermostat up. Turn the thermostat down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that too. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, sweating. <laughs> sweating. Can't see. That's so funny. <laughs> Here, just like let's make a collage. Just a shot in the dark. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because I mean. The thesis of the podcast is like why not both and it sounds like though obviously music is your focus there are so many other things that do feed into it 
because in in some ways I think that like if we didn't leave life outside of music, it's like how would you write music? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I often wonder. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we basically we're talking about like the action of doing other things, but there are times where when people ask, uh, like, oh, if you recorded this album in Hawaii, like, do you think, or, or like, do you think living on the West Coast has affected the way you write music? And um, I basically respond to like, I don't think it really matters where we would be. Um, like, I think we'd make the same kind of stuff that just comes out of us anyway, but it, it makes me second guess the answer I've been giving people for all these years. Hmm. Um, what do you think yeah. made it change? I think just like talking about this and like the, the fact that like you're even just your surroundings and like the fact that we surrounded ourselves with um, with you know images and and different things and different vibes kind of just affected it differently you know and going out to joshua tree as well yeah um Mm -hmm. but you know like i don't think if we if we went to like a tropical island i don't think we'd all of a sudden make you know uh Mm -hmm. who's who's the guy yeah like that (laughs) I forget his name, Margaritaville he guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would all of a sudden happen to us, you know. But who knows? All of a sudden, yeah. you're gonna be down in Kokomo. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that the Beach Boys didn't even surf. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope that's not true. Sarah, what do you think of that? Like about how like environment and experience kind of is shaping what you write. I don't know. It's not not as though like if I'm in New York City, I'm not inspired to to write. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and also if I'm in a cabin in the woods alone, uh, I'm not in, necessarily inspired to to write an album. You know, to bony bear it kind of thing. But because right. um, a lot of the uh, a few a few specific a few few songs on this album and definitely on the on other albums uh i started and worked in uh in new york city in my room in my apartment mm-hmm. um but so that's that's the thing it, it, i feel like it's more about the inspiration of the beat for me. Mm. Uh, if I have a if I have a beat, if Josh gives me a beat because I don't know how to make epic beats, um, <sighs> tried a few times, but not even close. Um, That's why you abandoned. Uh, if I have a if I have a beat that I am like that, I'm just like yes, I I know I need to like work on this. I. I get that light switch switch is I turned on and I'm mm-hmm. I it doesn't matter where where the heck I am. Well, it sounds like you kind of feed that, off of each other in a way. We do, yeah, I told I mean I I really uh, other than obviously my emotions and what what you know comes from my emotions onto paper, but mm-hmm. uh, Josh's beats are so important. For, for me to to write it always usually always starts with a beat that he has in a random folder that I've <laughs> been given or found or whatever the circumstances but that's fascinating so most of your songs then do start it sounds like then Josh you're inspired by where you are and what you're doing and then you make these beats and then you give them to Sarah and then Sarah you're like oh now I'm feeling inspired. that's so cool it's almost like kind of like the collage and then the chopped up sounds yeah mm-hmm. I mean it really depends like like 
because I like to keep uh, sound journals. Like, I like to journal. It. Well, I like to write anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. like on pen to paper. But I uh, keep these things called sound journals. So, like, every day I just try to, like, you know, what's today's date? Uh, uh, label it and just record whatever I'm thinking. Um, mm. And I have, like, a several folders of just different ideas and some of them are beats and Sarah will go through something that I did in like 2006 and be like oh this is cool how come you never played it for me and and then I'll, I'll just be like I don't know and then we start <laughs> kind of work working on it um but yeah yeah but Sarah's thank god good. that you made that thank god that you made that little like perfect incredible example example is a tiny loop of a just a really cool it was like three five seconds of a of of this awesome beat that you made with this this really cool uh or just really cool uh sample what is Um, it and it sparked uh you don't get me high anymore it sparked it sparked an entire like it it that one little snippet and remember because it was so it was an mp3 it was we don't i don't even know where that file is like <laughs> but we have this we had that folder of That's some mp3s from an old computer probably the old your first not maybe not first but one computer and i had to loop it like i had a, I had a copy and paste so it was even long enough to like put down the the baseline and then mm-hmm. the, like everything else just came from that and wow. there's so many instances, there are so many songs that come come from that those type of situations like I I, I could, if I had all of our songs right here I could like name it all them all that are like that's that. amazing it's really cool it's uh, it's yeah and that's amazing that like Josh that you document those and then Sarah that you're so inspired by those because that's you know I think that's something when you said like you know you have to work at your dream it's not like you're you're slaving away in a salt mine but you are like putting down your ideas every day and some of those ideas you're like all right well I don't know what's gonna happen with that well might as well record it and then like you toss Uh those Sarah and Sarah's like filter 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 oh that one's really good I really I'm really inspired now <laughs> yeah 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 it's good for me too because like a lot of there are a lot of things that I might just be like okay this is trash whatever but it, it's there I don't actually crumple it up and throw it into the trash can I mean I actually have done that uh, like digitally just completely like erase songs but you know, I just like to document things. And then Sarah, it's like having a journal that you let somebody read, you know, dear diary, Mm -hmm. uh, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Mm -hmm. But instead of like, touch this and I will kill you. It's like, Sarah, just go through it. (laughs) Tell me what you think, you know? Yeah. And that's why, and that's why a lot of, a lot, you know, each song obviously is different and it's been started and it's been finished or, you know, more written recently or a long time ago um there's it that that's kind of the way I think it it will always be for us because of we because of the sound journals like there's wow well and also it shows that the two of you really trust not just the songs but each other like when you said it's not the kind of journal that you have under lock and key it's the kind of journal that you're like here you go (laughs) yeah I mean, it's just because Sarah's proven proven it to me, you know, like, well, not like I was being all Judge Judy with her or anything, but, like, she's earned my trust from, like, being best friends over the years that, like, uh, you know, one of our, we have a couple gold records, and one of them is a song called Fall in Love that had Sarah not found that idea of mine, it, you know, it wouldn't have been anything, you know, I wanted like Jay-Z to rap over this beat I made. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's pretty cool. Sometimes you need encouragement from people as well. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's sort of that way. It's 
it just feels nice. And even if you think something's good, it feels nice to have somebody reassure you. Right. Because like, when you right. when you're an artist, you can drive yourself crazy and just think that like something is complete shit. Yeah. Because you're just you just overwork it. You you overthink. So. Right. Or you've forgotten about it. Yeah. Well, that yes. too. I mean, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I guess, like in closing, like what advice would you give to younger artists? Because I think it's important that artists do hear that, like all of us at some point are kind of lost in our own creations and then you're like is this good is this bad i don't even know anymore <laughs> yeah i i think the biggest thing i've learned over the past 10 years of, of being a professional musician is patience mm. um and especially if somebody wants to be an artist like professionally um the practice of patience is very key. And I had to learn that myself, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been a relatively patient person, but when you you're so hungry for success um, or to make some kind of impact and things don't happen like overnight, mm -hmm. um, you, you shouldn't let that frustrate you. Just keep on doing your thing and, and believe in yourself. Uh, but, just practice patience. Practice patience. I like that. Yeah. Sarah, what would you advise? Make sure that you're doing it this for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. Because you won't make you won't last. You won't make you won't you it won't it won't be real and it won't be it just won't be right. And mm. you won't it it will never you you'll you won't be able to keep that alive like keep, i guess mm. keep the dream alive when we're talking about like well i like that mm. patience and actual passion for the art itself because you're gonna have to brave some really really weird bathrooms yeah <laughs> yeah hey, well, the three I mean, I don't need... patience Sorry. patience passion and peanut butter <laughs> 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 secretly with every musician runs on yeah no one tells you about the peanut butter which i mean thankfully i'm a fan of peanut butter as well but like yeah seriously well thank you both for your time i really really appreciate it thank you oh, very absolutely. much <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of why not both if you liked what you heard please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who has been absolutely amazing. Thank you again, and I look forward to next week's episode.